Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Brought to you by Bonnet Sales and Service, CH Insurance, and my guy Dan Duva joins us right now. Broadcaster for the NHL's Vegas Golden Knights. No big thing in Vegas, right? They're an expansion team still recently. They go to a couple of cups. They win a cup. They're in the Winter Classic. No big thing, Vegas. Oh my goodness. It's become the new destination, in my opinion, in the NHL, the radio voice of the Golden Knights. It's my man, Dan Duva. Dan, it's been a long time, brother. How are you? Hello, Mike. I'm great. It's good to be with you and uh, always great to catch up. It, it has been too long. Yeah, no no doubt. And the signature voice and, and the amazing calls have been following you uh, right along. And I don't think there's a better product in sports than the NHL right now. And after the Stanley Cup playoffs, I think the next best thing is the Winter Classic in hockey. And I think it's one of the great events in sports. So I'm just going to give you the floor. What was it like for you? Yeah, well, it was uh, it was a little bit different than, for example, the, the game that the Syracuse Crunch played in the Carrier Dome against the Utica Comets. Uh, that was my first taste of a non-traditional hockey venue. You can't call the Dome an outdoor game. But the Frozen Dome. Like yep. The Frozen Dome Classic, 30,715 <laughs> people. I can't believe that that was more than nine years mm-hmm. ago now. Uh, really special, you know. The, the, the you know, as a broadcaster, Mike, you think about the the broadcast location. Yeah. And I remember being told that uh, for the the telecast was on NHL Network for the dome game that uh, I'd be, you know, in a similar position as where the basketball announcers would be, rinkside, you know, courtside, that spot. Uh, looking into the stands, but it turned out that there was some issue there. Uh, I ended up in the football press box, so at the 50-yard line. Now imagine a Syracuse basketball game <laughs> and trying to watch it from the football press box at the 50-yard line. In other words, it was a terrible view. I ended up looking at the monitor for most of the game. Then you fast forward, the Golden Knights played at Lake Tahoe during the pandemic year. There were no fans that built a golf, a uh, hockey rink on a 18th fairway of the golf course at Lake Tahoe. That was spectacular, but there's no stadium. There were no fans. There was no scoreboard. And uh, Mike Tirico was doing the game for TV, and he was at one end of the ice. I was at the other, and he said, Danny, when the puck is down by you, just send me a text message. And when it's down by me and Edzo, said, I'll send you guys a text message. You just couldn't see anything. Yeah. So this in Seattle was great because you had you know, close to 50,000 people sold out uh, T-Mobile Park, and we were – Rinkside again, almost the same exact spot we had been at Lake Tahoe, but there is a scoreboard, <laughs> so you could, when the puck goes out of your your uh, line of vision, you can glance up at the scoreboard. Slight delay, but uh, magic of radio, theater of the mind. We tried to present it uh, seamlessly, but it was uh, a preferable spot than. For example, the, the TV folks were up in the baseball press box, and I wouldn't want to be up there for a special event like that. You want to be right in the middle of it. And we were hoping to hear a chant for the Golden Knights when they scored a goal. They happened to not score a goal, unfortunately for them, but it still was uh, just a terrific event to be part of. Being in Seattle for a few days, the Seahawks had played the day before. Uh, it, it was just uh, great to be uh, in that position, and then you see so many people uh, from around the NHL, who you only see at big events. So great to catch up with a lot of folks, too. I just think of the first one. <clears throat> you know, I think of the first one yeah. at, at, at Rich Stadium at the time in Buffalo, and it was Penguins and Sabres in the snow, and, yep. you know, Sid the Kid scored the game winner against Ryan Miller, and <clears throat> I think about how unbelievable that game was. An amazing spectacle, and it was the first, and it was, it can't get greater. You know, you hear about that. How are we going to duplicate My God, duplicate it. How are we going to make it better? My God, make it better. Dan, this thing has become 
one of the grandest things in in sports. I mean, I look forward, you know, to it. it it's kind of on its standalone, not just with the league, but sports. There's, you know, a couple of bowl games and all the rest, and you know, the 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 the, the college football playoff. But but man, this thing is just. I guess I'm just leading to a question of: Are you surprised that it how, how big it's gotten, considering how how big it started? Is the question. It's a great question, Mike, because you think about you know in the NHL compared to say the NFL, where you know you've got these eighty thousand seat stadiums, college football certainly, and you know like the, the Golden Knights do very well. They're above capacity. They've sold out every game they've ever played. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily the case in every market. Now, here you've got Vegas and Seattle, the two newest teams that have immediate, massive fan bases. Now, Seattle, of course, already had fans of the Seahawks and the Mariners, Supersonics, Sound, etc. But, you know, Vegas did not have its own team. Uh, what impresses me is how you've got these communities, and it's not just Vegas and Seattle. I'm talking about other sports towns as well that you you know a big event is coming and you've got to be part of it that sports culture maybe you know not as much day-to-day as as it maybe once was um people are you know more into you know watching clips or highlights than they are sitting down watching a full game or attending a full game but when you've got a big event it is still the draw it's it's why football i think is such a big deal because it's I was going to say once a week but you know each team plays once a week even though it's now spanning several days it's an event it's an event that uh, sports fans can, um, you know, get together, go to a, go to the event, go to a restaurant, a bar, uh, sports betting, of course, big part of uh, big events. So I think that it's, it is a marquee event, and it's not, you know, the, the Winter Classic is the one they play on New Year's Day. But there are other outdoor games. They're going to have them at MetLife Stadium, the Devils, Flyers, Rangers, Islanders. Like, that'll be a huge hit, too. So it's big events in different cities, and it's neat that, you know, as – communities bond over different things sports continues to be that center thread of community bonding we saw it in vegas sadly after the shooting that happened here in october of 2017 i thought about the mets and the yankees being that common rallying point for new york and the country after september 11th well this city in las vegas did not have the golden knights there was no team until right then it was days before their first ever game and uh, this team has been a center point for the community People in Las Vegas are all excited about the Golden Knights, even if they don't know every little thing about every little player. They just love the idea of having their own team, and they're going to support it with bumper stickers and sweatshirts, and just uh, you know, people put out flags. They talk to their neighbors in a way that they didn't used to. You bring up those other ones, Stadium Series, you know, Heritage Classic. There's all these different outdoor ones, and and they're fun and they're cool. I don't think they're quite what the Winter Classic is. I would almost like to see. You know, and I know the Heritage Classic kind of has some tradition now because of when it started, but I got to tell you, Dan, I, I would almost like to see, you know, the Winter Classic happen every year and then the Heritage to happen maybe like every two or three and the Stadium Series maybe to happen like every two or three or, you know, the, the off two, three year of the other one, you know, because I, I don't like to water anything down. I don't want extra wild cards. I don't want expansion. Well, right. unless it really works like it has with Vegas and Seattle and the NHL. (laughs) But, you know, mostly I don't. Like, I don't want more, more, more. I don't think more is always better. I don't think 68 teams in the NCAA tournament, even though, again, the Bonnies were a 68, you know, part of a 68, and they got in that way in 18. So sometimes it favors me. Sometimes I like seeing it, but I don't like the, I don't like it over the course of time, if I'm making sense. And yeah, no, I I tend to be, I I tend to be a traditionalist in in that way too, you know, too much of a good thing. You know, I I grew up thinking about, uh, 
I can hear my dad saying everything in moderation. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like the NHL was going to grow more than six teams, and then it was going to grow more than 12. Well, here we are at 32. That seems like a nice round number. It, it, it sort of adds up. Um, but, you know, there are other markets that want to get in. And, you know, Arizona has its challenges. And you've got, you know, if you started playing too many games outdoors, it would take away that special thing. And, you know, NHL City getting an all-star game, a winter classic, yep. um, you know, those special events that, you know, the draft in Vegas now, and I, I get a little concerned about that, that, you know, all the special events are going to be in Las Vegas. Is that, you know, are they going to decentralize the draft? I, I like the idea of big events and, and moving them around to different cities in the league, because if you just gave every city, everything all the time, it would take away that special nature of it. And we talk about, you know, how long is the major league baseball season or the NHL or the NBA regular season. They made the NFL season a game longer. Um, and they're going to add another one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I, I, I think that you've got to try to, in, instead of, changing things up too drastically. I think you try to identify what exists and, and how to improve what you have rather than, you know, as you said, just, um, you know, too too much is not always a good thing. Yeah, no doubt. Vegas Golden Knights radio voice Dan Duva with us. I just wanted to close on this, Dan. It's kind of a two-parter to end. <clears throat> how do you see the rest of the season playing out for this Vegas team, a team that is certainly capable of raising Lord Stanley's Cup again and they're going to try to do it. I know they play some games against Eastern teams, but good God, the West, are you serious right now? I think there's seven teams that are Stanley Cup contenders. When you look at the Pacific, you got the Knights, the Kings, the Oilers, the Canucks, the Central, I think the Avs, the Stars, the Jets, they're all playing well. Nashville's yeah. hanging around. St. Louis is hanging around. I mean, Seattle is, is, is relatively hot recently here, right? So like, Holy yep. cow! Hold, at West is best. Go West, young man. Right, like so. Rope, <laughs> rope in those things with Vegas, kind of the rest of the way in, in the second half, and then this unbelievably daunting Western Conference. It's unreal. Yeah, it, it is a product of the third standings point, where you know you've got a, a, a number of teams. We just saw it um, in the last couple of days with the New York Islanders. The Islanders have ten extra points because of overtime or shootout losses, and that really means that if you're like the Edmonton Oilers, you know, you could have a disastrous start and then find yourself right back in the thick of things. And even though the Knights started out 11-0-1, they are no longer the number one team in the league as they had been through roughly 35 games. Um, you know, they're still at the top six or seven. It, it's all, you know, you break it down versus points, points percentage and, and whatnot. You know, the Golden Knights have talked about not just defending their title, but repeating their title. You know, they have a feeling because of the age of the personnel that they can be a dynasty team. It so happens that they have suffered, as they usually do, a number of injuries. You know, Aiden Hill hasn't played in six weeks. This number one goalie who won the Cup, Shea Theodore, has missed half the season. Great puck-moving defenseman. So it's a question of depth. That was a big point for the Knights that when guys went down, the players that they put into those spots or called up from the minors did the job. You know, that has not necessarily been the case the last week or so where they've stumbled a bit. They did have a big win last time out, as I mentioned, against the Islanders. And I wonder that about other teams around the league. You know, the, the Canucks we thought would be better. I didn't think we'd assume they'd be this good. But yeah. new coach, you know, Kings are a lot stronger. So I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if, if you saw a lot of these races go right down to the wire because it is so close. It's hard to see any of the teams that you just mentioned, Mike, falling off uh it really can be a race with still half a season to go it'll be game 40 for vegas coming up here 
uh, you know, out of 82. Like, that's that's half a season to go, so you have no idea what, what could happen. You know, the Edmonton Oilers started the year, you figured out oh, they're not even going to make the playoffs. It's so bad. But, you know, they're not in a playoff position yet, but, you know, they could be in a week or two. Like, it, it is that um, competitively balanced, which is, is fun. And then, you know, out east, it's unfortunate that the, the Buffalo Sabres didn't make that next step because I thought there could have been a, a battle there. I, I'm surprised that the Rangers have cemented themselves at, atop of that division. So uh, there are stories everywhere. It's things like you, you, you come into a new season and you think you know what it's going to look like, and then <laughs> then you're totally upended with those expectations on both ends, the good and the bad, which makes the NHL a really fun season to watch from start to finish. Oh, the NHL is so good right now. Speed, size, skill, youth, it's all there. Yeah. Every combination of player, McDavid leading the way, and Vegas is right there. And you know what? All those teams that you mentioned and I mentioned that are having incredible success – you got to have one thing, and Vegas has got it, at least one thing. You need a lot, but one thing that they have, you got to be built up the middle, and they're built up the middle to win another Stanley Cup. He is the radio voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, my pal Dan Duva, formerly, of course, of the Syracuse Crunch and uh, doing some amazing things uh, out west, and you can get him on Twitter, or X, or whatever the hell they're calling it now, at Dan underscore Duva. Dan, great to catch up, my man. Congratulations on all the success. We'll... Uh, Hopefully grab a bite next time you're in town and uh, all the best to you, my man. That would be great, Mike. Thanks very much. Always great to chat with you and all the best to you and everybody in central New York. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube